do you like your current job? If you could choose exactly how you'd want to make a living, what would you be doing? What do you think your life's path is in life? Do you know what your next step is to get closer to your purpose? Do you feel connected with a higher power right now? Lots of questions that this episode of Root Awakening a Health podcast poses as I talk with Cassie Winters, who is a local floral designer here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. She is the owner and operator of Cass and Jean Flower Company. And Cassie has built her flower business from the ground up in like the past five years and is just kicking ass right now. She also works with me at our local health food store here. That's how I met her. And she's been such an inspiration to me. She's been through some crazy experiences in life. I've known her for about a month. I knew that she was super inspiring and I knew that she was running her business in a really successful way. So I wanted her to come on the podcast, but I really had no idea just what she's been through in life. She has gone on missionary quests in Africa. She's had some crazy spiritual awakening. She has a really really, really connective relationship to God, which is her higher power. And she explains a lot of that spiritual stuff in this episode. I keep, <laughs> I keep thinking that I'm going to have more mathematical, maybe financially driven, practical episodes and they keep turning super spiritual. I am not complaining one bit. I definitely direct the episode that way because it's really cool to see people become successful in their lives without having a really mathematical, logical approach to life. As we go through the school systems that are so worked into our Western society, we tend to think that this mathematical, logical approach is the only way to do things in life. And I really love seeing real life examples of people that did things differently and became successful really because of that. So Cassie tells us a lot about her relationship to God. She tells us about her experiences in Africa. She tells us about how she found her passion at the moment, which is designing flowers and running her flower company. She talks about what her job at the health food store means to her life's purpose and to her path in life. And she talks a lot about the sacrifices that she had to make and what her mindset was that I think just really made her so successful in this short period of time and really seriously building her business from the ground up while paying off her student loans. She only has $2,000 left with her student loans right now. It's so impressive. I am so excited for you all to listen to this episode. Very inspiring. She's so down to earth. She's such a cool person. She has very little shadow, very little shadow. She's like, hey, here I am. I can tell. I can really read people well and I can just tell. Cass is not worried about what is about to come out of her mouth. She just is. Uh, she just is herself and she's not afraid to say what her experiences were without worrying about what people are going to think about her. She doesn't really hold back, but she is very pure and she's very, she has this wholesome vibe to her, but in a very, very honest, natural way. That's just part of who she is authentically. So I'm just so excited for you all to listen to this episode. It's going to be another refreshing one and also a really peaceful one while being still balanced with the inspiration aspect. So enjoy. This is Root Awakening, a health podcast. My name is Emily Kosick. I am a self-development coach and the CEO of Root Awakening. And Root Awakening is a holistic home of self-development and empowered community.
You can follow me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening. Root is spelled R-O-O-T. Message me and say hi. Your feedback on this episode and this podcast would be so appreciated. As a self-development coach, I specialize in sexual and emotional healing, boundaries, communication, improving relationships, and connection to one's self. I still have a few openings for one-to-one clients. I like to work with my clients one-to-one for a series of sessions that I determine intuitively. So if you're feeling called to work with me, you can DM me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening or email me at emily at rootawakening.co. This contact information will also be in the show notes. You can also do some self-study with my teachings. So I created an online communication course that is available in the show notes. It's simple, it's quick, it has customizable scripts, it has mindset lessons on cultivating relationships and relationship dynamics. I've narrated all the written material so you can listen to it like a podcast or I personally like to listen and read at the same time. It really sticks in my memory. The information really saturates my brain a lot easier easier and a lot quicker. It's a super affordable course. The link is in the show notes, so check it out. I also have some free ways to get support from me. I have an email tribe, which is my weekly newsletter that I send out via email. I don't send more than one email per week. And in this newsletter, you'll basically just get real-time tips from my life that I am experiencing currently. This is a lot of more personal information that I do not share on social media and I talk really about what I'm experiencing that week or the week before and what the resolution is. I've made self-development my life. I'm very good at connecting to myself, learning more about my patterns, creating new patterns, observing my behavior. So I basically document that in this newsletter and tell you about how my life is relating to my self-development. And through that just comes tips because I find solutions to the struggles that I'm experiencing and the challenges that I'm facing. So this is a really good way to get free support from me. I also have created the Root Awakening Commune, and this is because I wanted a community off social media. We never know what's going to happen with Instagram. I am probably going to get banned from Instagram at some point because I just don't really agree with their ethics. So I wanted this kind of safety community off of social media And it's a private community, so it's a safe space. And I really wanted to focus the theme towards survival skills and towards homesteading and gardening and cooking from scratch and cryptocurrency and emotional healing as well. Just practices that will help us to continue to stand on two feet if society collapses. So it's kind of like a safety community, if you will. So if you're interested, contact me on Instagram or email. Okay, let's get into this episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Root Awakening Health Podcast. Today, Cassie Winters, who is a floral designer, our first floral designer on Root Awakening Health Podcast, 
Cassie Winters is the owner and operator of Cass and Jean Flower Co. She is with me today to talk about building a florist business from the ground up, how that has affected her life, how she made that possible, and how she became successful in that, and probably other stuff. We're going to see how it flows and, and just take it from baseline, basically. So I met Cass less than two months ago which is crazy because I just vibe with her. You know, we were just talking about, you know, when you vibe with people and it feels like your soul is just connected with them and it feels like you've known them forever, but we've really known each other less than two months because she works at the health food store that I just started working at as well. So we both work at the local health food store here in Grand Rapids, Michigan on the side while running our own businesses as well. And when I decided to get this job at the health food store, I was, I was literally praying folks. I was praying that I'd be able to work with even just one person who inspired me. I was like, I need this. I need this for this job. I need it. I love herbs. I love talking to people about natural health. But if I do not work with one person that really inspires me and that I identify with, it's probably not going to work for me. I wanted someone who was doing the same kind of thing as me, like starting up their own business, kind of entrepreneurial style. And there was Cass. She was just there, like she was there, like literally my prayer answered uh, to have someone to connect with in this health food store. And Cass is also, you know, working with her budget, working her ass off. She has really big goals, which is so important to me. I really look for that in, in my close connections, um, in my friendships and my relationships. She's also um, super successful. Cass, you've got weddings that you're booking and a lot of clients and your florist work is like your, your flower work is amazing your flower designs are amazing um and she's almost paid off her student loans and she's 30 like this is so inspiring to me she's really a role model for me and also she on top of that she's super down to earth she's really open she's really real she has this warm vibe and she just is like she you know what I mean by down to earth. You can't fake that stuff. You know, it's just feels good to talk to her and she's outgoing in a way that's very also neutral and gentle, um, very balanced. She's just genuinely pure and thoughtful and just has a really wholesome vibe, even though she's had some rough experiences like me. And the cool thing is, I still don't know that much about her because we connected initially. We see each other at work, but we both have our businesses and we're busy all the time. So I don't know a lot about Cass. All of these questions that I'm about to ask her today, I don't really know the answer to a lot of them. And I keep saying that she's a florist and not a flower designer because I'm not, I don't even know what we're going to learn about even the difference between these terms because uh, I am that not versed in what Cass is doing. I just really, really connect with her. So this is going to be a super fresh, I think really inspiring conversation. So I'm so happy that we get to have it. Cassie Winters, floral designer and owner of Cass and Jean Flower Company. Welcome to Root Awakening, a health podcast. Oh my gosh. So thankful to be here. That was like BRB while I like sob. That was the <laughs> nicest, sweetest, like I just felt so seen in that when you're introducing me. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so happy to be here. So happy to share bits of my journey. And uh, yeah, I love that this is off the cuff. And like you, like all the questions that you're going to be asking me are going to be so authentic because we haven't really gotten that much time to talk to each other about like what like our journeys really are. So I love it. 
Yeah, I know. It's so cool that we have this opportunity to, it's really like our first personal conversation that we're having together for more mm -hmm. than 10 minutes. So I love yeah. that we get to do this here. So I want to start this conversation by just talking about where you came from, but to narrow it down, I mean, we can just start with the fact that you're 30, you've almost paid off your student loans. That was a huge goal for you, which I think is already really <laughs> awesome. And you're doing all of this while you're starting and running your own business. Wow. Uh, we're going to hear about how you can manage that later on in this conversation, but let's start with school. Did you go to school for floral design? I did not go to school for floral design. Um, I went to school to be a nurse. Um, so I kind of got the idea to be a nurse. I, nursing wasn't ever something like when I was like, you know how like when you're little, some people are like, I always knew I was gonna be blah, blah, blah. When I was little, I didn't have that feeling with nursing. Um, but I had this like strong like uh, call in my heart when I was like in high school to go to Africa sometime. And I didn't know if it was gonna be like, for like long-term, if I was gonna um, do it, like if I was gonna like raise my kids there, if I was just gonna like spend time there and come back to America or whatever. But um, then I finally went when I was 19. So like my first year out of um, high school. And then after I went, I was like, oh, like I want to live in Africa. And I just saw such a practical need to be a nurse there. Cause like, there'd be days where we'd have to walk like five miles just to bring like a little baby to a doctor to like have the doctor give them a shot or give them like some, some. And I was just like, this would just be so much more convenient if I could just like come in here and like be a nurse, give little baby shots or like whatever. And so I came home and I was like, yeah, I, I felt really motivated to be a nurse and to be able to take those skills and go back and like be a caretaker and be like an excellent caretaker in Africa. Um, but then I was like three years into nursing in my third year, I had like, um, like a radical encounter with God and like Holy Spirit. And I kind of saw like, myself in a new light and just like saw myself for how God saw me and just like got to know myself a whole lot and in that journey I was like I'm not sure if like I'm on the right path here like I I like nursing is great and I love being a caretaker and I'm a caretaker like at heart but I was like I'm not passionate about this and like that like I have this creative side that feels like it's always been in me but I don't know what it is yet and but I know that whatever it is it's gonna like give me so much life and passion and I want to be a person that's like so full of like passion for what they do and so and then at the same time I was kind of like in nursing and kind of just discovering like I don't know if like even I ethically feel good about a lot of things that I see in the hospital and so then I kind of made this I went through this prayer journey of God with God of like, if I'm supposed to continue this and long story short, I ended up quitting um, nursing. So it would have been my third year of college, technically fourth, because I went to community college like my first year in college before I transferred to the school that I went to. Um, and then 
yeah, I, long story short, quit. And yeah, so it was like after my first year of nursing school. And then um, I ended up having to kind of like live with a couple friends of mine in California who deeply understood like where I was at in my heart and mind at that time. And they were kind of one of the only ones. And so I took a year to just like process with them, like what I was going through. And that was like the very, very beginning of like God rerouting me to like the direction of like creativity. So, yeah. Wow. Woo! Like I said, this is brand new information to me. had no <laughs> idea about it. Didn't even know that you went to Africa that I can remember. I don't think you ever told me that. So let's make the story, the short story long, a little bit longer. <laughs> okay. Why did you want to go to Africa? You just felt a pull there. And what, what specifically were you doing there? What was your place there? Like what, what was your function? Like, how did you get into that situation of being able to go there and all that? Yeah. Okay. So the first question, the poll there. Um, so when I was in high school, um, I went to a Christian high school and I was raised Christian, like went to a Christian church or Christian church, whatever, you know, I went to church. Yeah. And so like I always knew God, like, you know, knew about the Bible, knew Bible stories, but I didn't have like a very strong relationship personally with God. Mm-hmm. And um, there was like, I there was this time and there is this season in high school where I was like really just like humbling myself before God and like really wanting to like know him more. And I was struggling with so much anxiety at that time. And um, it was in that like season that there was some missionaries that came to our school. Like every week we had like a chapel where like somebody inspiring would come and talk or like, I don't know, something like that. And there was this one week where these missionaries came there from Africa and they played this video from their life in Africa. And it was, it made me cry. Like it was the most inspiring little video. (laughs) It was probably like five minutes long. And, but these, uh, their life in Africa just was filled with so much joy and like this video was just so I think I just tangibly felt like the joy that Africa carries like in the celebration that African cultures like carry and I was just like in I just saw God like God's joy and like God's passion in it and I was like I feel like I'm missing that like I just want to be surrounded by these people who are on the other side of the world and so that was like a seed. And, and then that time in chapel, I was like, I've made a promise to myself and God, like, I'm going to go to Africa. Like, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I want I want you to take me there. I, I'll, I'll be submitted to going, like, if you make the way. Um, so then kind of long story short, like, um, I got into, like, kind of just went down a bad path throughout high school um, and mostly out of high school did a lot of like drinking and stuff and kind of hit a series of like rock bottoms. And it was in like my, one of my rock bottoms that God, like I had this like vision of me in Africa and I was just like, I'm gonna cry even just like thinking about it. But like, I had this beautiful vision of me in Africa and I just knew I was gonna be there. And that like, 
that like God had a plan for my life and that like he didn't give up on me and like there was still hope and um he had like his hand on my life still you know mm-hmm. and um I was in this vision I was just surrounded by these kids who were like singing and dancing and so full of joy and so welcoming and so I was like okay God I'm just like you know make the way I'm gonna submit I like you know I want to change my life up and so then it was like that next week I like asked somebody that I knew at my church who was younger like me she had just come back from Africa like randomly I was like how did you get there and so I ended up just like going through the organization she went through um and so then to your second question which is like um functionally like what did I do there so I've been to Africa um a series of like three or four different times um, in different countries. So the first time I went, that very first time, I was in Ethiopia and it was like the the heart of the mission of it was for orphans. So we visited different orphanages. We helped like the directors of the orphanage like kind of just like kind of take a load off of them and like do whatever we could for them um and so that was supposed to be two weeks and then I ended up I stayed for two months because um the lead one of the leaders we were with there she like came across an orphanage that was like super corrupt like the leader was taking all the money from it and so like the kids were just like had no food and water and they were like literally starving and like there's babies just like in their cribs that hadn't been changed in like two weeks. And we walked into the situation and saw it firsthand. And it was just like, so heartbreaking, um, you know, to the point where like these kids weren't even, the little babies weren't even crying. Like there was no life in them. And oh my God. so, yeah. So then there was just such a need for like, um, even if it was just like temporary, like to have like, nannies there and like caretakers there just to like 24 seven, like holding babies, taking care of babies and blah, blah, blah. So that was like my first experience in Africa was a lot of orphan work and just like kind of like nannying. And then um, my second time to Africa, I went to Togo, which is West Africa. And that was super um, like evangelistic. We went to, it was, and we were like super, what you think of when you like imagine Africa of like rural like and green like you're out in the field and you're in these like hot communities it was like that and we went out to those communities and uh kind of like off off the map type like it was like where in the heck am I and um we shared like the love of God with them a lot of them had never heard about like Jesus and so we got to share like our heart for God, like our testimonies with, of God and just like did a lot of that, like preaching it. That was like kind of crazy. Cause I was like given a microphone and like, I was talking and somebody was translating for me, like my story. And it wow. was just insane. Cause you're just like, how do you relate? Like how, like you want to like be able to relate to these people. And you're just like, they have like nothing and they have so much joy. Like I need what they have, you know what I mean? Like they don't need what I have. And so it was just like super humbling. Um, But um, at the same time, it was just like, 
re yeah. a really good feeling to know that no matter where you are, like you like you still need to know like you're like you have a God that created you and like is looking out for you and that like knows everything about you. And to to like for somebody to hear that for the first time was like super humbling. Um, so that was my second time experience there. And then my third experience in Africa was through um, a ministry that they were like training up missionaries uh, in Africa to like go out into like wherever they feel called to go like anywhere in the world but the specific training was in Africa and um the I really wanted I, it was always like a dream to go there and do this because the leader of it her name is Heidi Baker and she um I've read all of her books she's like one of the most inspiring people to me like ever 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 um and so I just like, it was surreal to like even be in her presence type of a person, um, but to like learn from her. And there was, so there was like 200 people from all over the world who were like seeking God, seeking like, okay, I wanna be a missionary or like, I wanna go, I'm willing to go out and like reach nations, like apart from my nation. But like, what does that look like practically? And we just like learned, like, honestly, like, that was the, and that was three months. And that was the best thing ever for Cass and Jean. Like that was like the most pure training grounds, like of a situation to like, cause it, it's not just like, okay, you want to be a missionary. It's just like life in general. Like, how do you like, like it, it really poured into like how to build a business too, which is weird. Cause it was just a lot about like your character and like, God refining your character and you being like a usable, like you being like a moldable and like usable vessel for God and for him to use you and for him to like do what he has created you to do, you know, whatever that is. And so, um, so that was like, I don't, that experience is like still hard for me to even put into words because I literally feel like I went to heaven Wow. And like, then afterwards, like came down back into earth of like, okay, now I have to like function in real world and real, real world is like really hard. You don't, cause like there we just like get to like worship all day or just like be at the beach. And like, like you get, there's like 200 people there who are on journeys with God and you get to talk to everyone about like where they're at and like all, like, it just is like not a real experience that you get to like really go through um here on earth and so a huge part of that experience was like realizing that going after like what God has called you to do is like really hard like and it was going to be way harder than I like ever thought it was going to be and I think the reality of that was foundational in why like was like the foundation of like what they kind of like taught and like what what was reiterated a lot, like just sharing, just hearing people's testimonies and experiences. It was like, oh my gosh, this is like scary. Like following God is like no joke. It's like not cute. It's not fun. Like, I mean, it's fun. And like, he like get he like gives you joy for like the journey, but like, it's hard. And so it was like, that was something that really needed to be inside of me before I started casting Gene. And so, yeah that that's my kind of Africa wrap up shorter ish version. Okay. 
incredible incredible i oh, i love this i love learning about it and but so many life-changing realizations that you made there that some most of us in western society have no fucking clue about which is so cool that you're able to communicate that to us because yeah it's so true if you change up what society looks like you can completely reconstruct what happiness means and what joy means and mm -hmm. what the real values might be in life and yeah. I think the Western world has managed to completely confuse that, at least in my oh, yeah. outlook. So, okay, you came back to the States and you were like, okay, I really connected with the service that I was doing in Africa. Uh, the stuff that I really liked had to do with taking care of people and providing a health service. So I want to study this. Is that kind of like your, was that your outlook on your next step? Yeah, that was, that was my outlook. That was like, okay, I really, I felt so fulfilled and like getting to wow. do like be a caretaker in Africa. And like, basically it was like a mom. I think like just realizing, I think that's when I realized like, oh, I can't wait to be a mom. Like mm -hmm. I, you know, and just like that side of me came out. Yeah. I think it was like all meant to be, but a little bit too premature for like the new direction I was like eventually going to go down, but it just, was so fulfilling like I like I came home and I was like because okay, I think you're legally allowed to like adopt like if you're a single person like when you're 25 so I was like okay when am I gonna turn 25 like I'm ready to adopt like a little African baby and like I, you just because yeah I was went from one orphanage there's just so many orphanages and so many kids without parents and you're just like oh my like why why can't I just take you home you know so, or why don't I just move here? And like, there's this missionary that inspired me a lot at that time. Um, I haven't followed her in a while, or like, I, I still love her. I just don't know what she's up to. I don't even know if she's, she's probably in Africa, but she's, um, her name's Katie Davis and she adopted, she lives, lived, uh, I think she still lives in Uganda, but she adopted like 14 girls. And I think she adopted a lot of them before she even got married. Like she's married now and stuff, but she has this whole tribe of like, she just adopted like all of these girls from Uganda and like lives in this little village out there and just has such an inspiring story. But I was like ready to do that. Just like be a mom in Africa. Yeah, wow. I can imagine. It's like, how can you not, you know, if you connect with that work to just, yeah, like how, how are my services best used? How are my skills best used? <laughs> so you mentioned you had, an, like kind of another spiritual awakening here that got you out of nursing and into the direction of Cass and Jean. So let's hear about that. Yeah. Oh man. Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, this one. Okay. So I, I was like on a good tra trajectory. Can't say that word. Um, like, you know, on a good path. Cause like, like I said before Africa, I was kind of like living in some darkness, like partying and drinking a lot. And just, I was really like rebellious. I had like a rebellious stage. Thankfully it was short-lived. It could have been like a lot longer, but God saved me from that being like a long thing. But I, I went through like a rebellion stage at, at God, like ultimately just like angry at God and threw up the middle finger to God. And then 
then after that lifestyle didn't get me anywhere <laughs> I was like okay well um will you take me back not really but like yeah he's always willing to like take you back he's always there he never left but anywho so I so I was like yeah on a good trajectory and I was like I'm gonna like change my life and I want I'm gonna like do something like I think I just felt better about myself you know like doing like becoming a nurse and that I think like growing up in West Michigan that was such a that is such a respected call and um it's like a common thing that people do in West Michigan mm -hmm. like I have a lot of friends who are nurses it's such like a yeah I don't know it was just like before my world was opened up to like more options it was just like my mind was so limited of what my options I think were and I was just like nursing will be great I'll be a good person like and I'll like feel so good inside I'll get to like lean into this motherly caretaker role that I know is inside of me mm -hmm. and so was doing that and then I experienced like a really bad um heartbreak relationship breakup in college and I was like in a really low place at that, but I didn't tell anyone. I kept it like super secret. Like mm. I, I pretended like everything was good on the outside, but then it was like, it was after that breakup that I was like, felt really lost and really like broken. And it kind of led me to go, like, I wanted, I realized like I hadn't experienced God in a certain way yet. Like it would, God to me was still, I was living like through, like through kind of like a religious like format and like lens with God. And I didn't have like this super deep personal experience relationship with God. And um, I kind of like realized that through like that relationship and that heartbreak is that like, I'm not like I'm not good at relationships. I didn't know how to be in a really good in a relationship, even when it was the like a, a good thing. Like yeah. it was so triggering. Like mm -hmm. somebody likes me, somebody like I, I could not receive it. It was like so triggering. And so then like and it was like a good, like, like I would say the relationship was like where I experienced a lot of like God's love for me, like in the intangible flesh. And it was just like, oh, like I couldn't accept it. Like, so then it was like kind of a few months after that, that I just, I think I realized like I'm missing like, like a, a deep relationship in my life where I feel genuinely loved. And like, I was just like, feeling so insecure in that season and just like needed to go to God in that and anywho I in that like did so much journaling and I was so real like I just became so real with God and my relationships with others like I wasn't faking things anymore and I realized like I had been faking a lot of my life and just like putting up a facade and I just did I just started this journaling thing with God where I was like I, no more faking with you and with others and I just felt this like tangible peace and presence of God in doing that. And um, I like one thing that like 
it so that was like a journey of just like journaling with God being just intentional about like my life and my, like what I'm feeling and how I'm like feeling loved how, how I'm not feeling loved like why like being intentional about that um and I had this like experience one Friday night <laughs> during college where all of my friends were like out partying and I was like in this like such like sacred zone with God and I stayed home that night and was just talking to him I was like laying down in my bed and all of a sudden like a literal weight like lifted off of me like I felt like I was floating like it was the weirdest thing and I I feel like the way I can describe it the most is that like anxiety came off of me and I didn't re- and it was like after that I was like oh my gosh I've been living in so much anxiety before like where I am before right now and it was like that that pressure over my life and that pressure that I put over myself and my life was just like gone (laughs) and I felt so free to like to be and do who I am authentically and not to like feel the pressure to do what society wants me to do my parents want me to do what I feel like I have to do um and I just kind of like allowed myself to be like a blank slate before God and others and just say like, okay, now that this anxiety is gone and now that like my mindset has totally changed, like I have no idea, like we're like so blank slate right now. I have no idea where life is going to go, but I know that I have you and you're going to like show me and I know that I'm listening to you now and I'm like super intentional about like I want to do it God's way, not just like how my parents tell me to do it. My, my, the world around me tells me to do it. Like, I really want to know what I'm called, like what I'm supposed to do. So anywho, that was like halfway into my third year of my first year of nursing school. So I had like a semester left to like, okay, what am I doing here? Um, I finished that semester and I, like long story short, like felt released to not go back to school, mm-hmm. um, which that is, that's like a part of my story that is, I don't know, it's like, feels so unfinished. Like I know in like the grand scheme of like how, what God, how God is going to redeem my life there, like, I wouldn't be surprised if I ended up going back to school and finishing maybe for some sort of like health thing. I don't know if it'd be nursing or what it'd what it'd be but I know that like in God's goodness and grace like there's probably gonna be like a finish to that because God always finishes what he starts you know even Mm -hmm. if it's even if I did like a a detour you know like there's still a side of me that wants to finish there's still a side of me that has such a deep um love for health and nutrition and all of that um and also side of me that like is such a caretaker you know mm-hmm. so I'm interested to see like how God finishes that but I just knew that I needed to like put that down and allow God to start something new in my life and I because I had this thought of like I don't want to just finish nursing school and then Cause I was like, okay, well, I know I don't want to, I don't want to, like my heart wasn't in it. So like being there, being in it, like if your heart's not in it, like 
and you won't have the motivation to do it. You won't do well. And so um, I was just like, okay, well, even if I just stayed in this long enough to finish, to pay off my college loan. So if I graduated, got a job, stayed in it for five years to just pay off these loans, those would be the worst five years of my entire life. Like I would not be present. And so I was like, it's better to just like rip off the bandaid now, I think is how I was like perceiving it. And um, I just felt like, you know what, time is short. I gotta like, I gotta like be true to myself and um, like, it's okay. You know, I didn't have all, I didn't have the answers. There was so much, there was so like that decision was so weighty for me and my parents and everyone around me. Like everyone could not believe I did that. I couldn't believe I did that. There were so many questions, but I look back now and I'm so thankful I did that. <laughs> wow. I'm so proud of you for doing that. It's such a huge move, but it's your life. It's for your life, you know? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Oh my God, the surrender that you have, Cass, like the surrender, that's so hard for me. And I know so many people, but you're just like, because of probably who you are mixed with what you've experienced in life, you're just able to be like, okay, you've developed this relationship with your spirituality where you're totally surrendering it over to the higher power that you connect with. And, uh, Man, I have to either on this episode or another episode, I have to ask you about how you connected on a more specific level, how you connected with God. But I want to make sure that we have time to go over the development of Cass and Jean. So let's do that. We'll see if we have time to circle back to uh, your spiritual relationship. I know you're going to get a lot of questions on that uh, from the audience too, which I'm excited about. We can always tackle it in another episode, but first, okay. So tell, tell us about how Cass and Jean kind of came to be from this point in your life. Okay. So man, it's so weird. Like when you get to like share what you've been through out loud, like yeah. I, I don't like, I don't, I don't get to do this. Like, this is like, like I said, this is like one of the first times and it's like, I don't know. It's like really crazy. I have like, I want to write like a book about like my life, but I feel like, you know, it, I feel like things are still, or things are starting to like produce fruit, yeah. you know, but I, because it's just starting, I'm like, wait, what did I just go through? Yeah. Like, you're kind of like, <laughs> it happened. and now I'm like sharing it. I'm like, oh, this was like a lot. This is like really crazy. I'm a crazy human being. What did I do? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like I said, I moved out to California with a few friends of mine who were the only ones in my life at the time who understand the mindset that I was at and the heart place that I was at. And they were kind of the only ones that were like, not only were they like, could see my, see me, but they were so celebratory of where I was at. Like they were like, yes, Cass, you know? Amazing. And they were there in my questions and doubts of like, what the heck did I just do? And everything like that. And the funny thing is, is like, I wasn't on top of the world of like, I know who I am now. I was like, I know less about myself now. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, 
I just like went back a million steps. Like I have no, I have no idea who I am now. Um, so thankfully, like God brought me into this little community out in California and Escondido, California, oh. which the name of Escondido means hidden, which I think is so prophetic of the season I was in. I was in such a hidden pocket, like God was really hiding me, hiding what he was doing in me because it was so, um, uh, what's the word? So fragile. Yeah. So my two, the friend that I'm actually talking about that I moved in with, I actually met her in Ethiopia, my very first trip to Africa. She, uh, is a couple years older than me and we met like that in Ethiopia, I went with people I didn't know. So like there's like 22 of us from all over the States. And she was, a lot of the people in that group were like older and like moms. And she was one of the few younger people with me. And she just inspired the heck out of me. She was so on fire for God. And she was so in love with her now husband. uh, It was her boyfriend at the time. And I was like, annoyed of it but like loved it at the same time mm-hmm. like I was like oh this doesn't exist like yeah it's not real it's not real but it was real and I like couldn't help but be so inspired and like jealous of it and so became really good friends with this girl named Erin and then moved out with her in this season they have a really her and Cameron her husband have a really good friend named Nicholas and he does like um inner healing and I went through uh, sessions of inner healing with him that were so triggering. Um, I didn't know like even what inner healing like was like, so he he like kind of lived with us too at for a short time. So being, when you live with somebody like, and he sees people's triggers like that. And so like, he would subtly sometimes calm out and I would like, it was, so triggering like I thought he was like the devil not really but like when somebody like sees you but like loves you and wants you to be free but at first you just think that they're judging you you know and Mm -hmm. it's like no they like actually see you and want to like address your triggers and like because that's loving if you know you're able to set somebody free so anywho went through very um what's the word off uh like just like authentic kind of like counseling sessions they would be like we'd be at the dinner table eating all together and like something would come up <laughs> and then he'd be like why'd you say that and I'm oh like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean like and he would just like call it out but he is so loving and so gentle and so patient and then this dinner would turn into like me bawling and, like, <laughs> and then so anywho there is a few uh of like going through that and then um they just really like led me to the place of like who is Cass that 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 yeah it's an important question for us to answer for each of us to answer you know yeah. and I hated it I was like I don't freaking know yeah <laughs> but um it it became so basic to like and it, my friend Nicholas has another friend who's really good with like um drawing out the dreams in people so like I had a I had a phone conversation with him one time or like this session with him and it was just like the basics like what fascinates you what 
um, what brings wonder to you? Like, just like as simple as like looking at the stars, like, you know, nothing profound, but just like what, you know, just like any little thing. And so I went through this journey of who is Cass, what inspires me, what gives me, what brings wonder to me, all, all of the things. Um, and in that season, my friend Erin was working every so often on Saturdays, uh, helping her friends who are floral designers in San Diego. And they're like big name floral designers, amazing. They do amazing work, complete artists. And I would go help her or drop her off sometimes. And it, I just got introduced to like them in this studio that they had in San Diego. And they were young, they're like my age, just like kicking butt doing it. And I was like, what is this? Like this, this is flowers. Like I haven't seen before. Like I, I didn't grow up like loving flowers. I was never a flower person. Um, somebody just walked past the window like carrying flowers just now. Wow. But, um, I just wasn't like a flower person and I, like, I was an outdoor person for sure. And just like loved being outdoors as a kid always, but wasn't really like inspired by floral work that I had seen but this was like opening my mind to like something different and it was just such art like what they were doing and I kept it in the back of my mind of just like oh that's like so cool you know um but I it wasn't like oh that's what I'm gonna do you know it wasn't until I got home so I lived there for a year and then when I got home um going back home took like this brave sort of step of like knowing that I'm gonna have to have hard conversations with my parents and like the people around me that like are from home and that love me and don't really know what I'm what I'm doing what is Cass doing why is she in California mm. um and so I I embraced just having hard conversations with my parents one of, that was like so that was in 2017 um which is exactly like, it'll be exactly five years to this month that I was starting to have these really hard conversations with my parents and addressing that, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I, but I'm going to do my best to like make things right. And, you know, that kind of a thing. So they, my dad was very adamant at like, whatever you do like you have to pay off your loans and like you have to pay off a lot of it like I he was just kind of like I don't care what you do but you have to do this and I was like okay mm -hmm. <laughs> and um he, you know he had like suggested like why don't you go do this and do this and they were all like jobs that were like would have been like better paying jobs um but I was I was like you know what like I really wanted to be sensitive to the voice of Holy Spirit and what God was telling me to do. And um, I came back home and it was the week of February 27, whatever like that week landed in. I started three things that were like huge seeds into like where I'm at now, all in the same week. So it feels really significant to me to like look back on. But I started, I got my job at Harvest Health um, five years ago. 
and I started working for a florist that same week like she had like a random wedding in the winter and I, I was like I'll come help like do I'll help in any kind of way for free um and then I started growing flowers in my uncle's greenhouse for the first time ever wow all in the same week and it was all like little seeds towards like where I'm at now but it all happened in the same same week and that like not I didn't line that up it was just like how God lined that up but um I came back home and like really um I was still this is another thing I realized in California is that my health was really crappy like Aaron and Cameron ate really well and I didn't and I was just trying to figure out like I knew I wasn't, I didn't feel good. My body didn't feel good. I was always bloated, but it was hard for me to like find hope that there would be like that I could ever feel better. I just thought I'd always feel that way, but they kind of gave me hope. And it was just like, it's because you eat crap. And like you were <laughs> raised in West Michigan and they would always like make jokes of it. And like, it's because you're raised on like cheese and mashed potatoes. And I'm like, it's true. And like, they just ate better and fresher food. And I was like okay well maybe I can like try to be more healthy and then I got home and I just felt like crap like really felt like crap and still was struggling with like acne you know I'm like I thought I was like gonna grow out of that by the time I was like 25 at the time and I was like this needs to go like I I can't deal with acne my whole life I just cannot like I'll do anything to get rid of acne you know and so um, I was like, the only thing I haven't like fully, fully tried is like actually being like really eating really clean. Cause I just didn't know how, like I really didn't. So I really felt God telling me to like heal my body. And like, he's like, I know you, I guess I kind of skipped ahead. I skipped ahead of like how I even, why and how I went down like the florist route, like when I came back home, but that aside for right now, I knew that I wanted to like pursue floral design and God was like, okay, perfect. Love it. But I need you to have like a healthy body first. And that's mm. going to be the first thing you do to get where you're going to go. And so I started working at Harvest Health, making like minimum wage, like probably less than, I don't even know, but I, um, paid off like me and my dad, like made a pact of like, okay, you're going to like, um, pay a thousand dollars off a month and so that was my goal I literally put all of my money that I, like towards towards that those loans and then because it was so freaking like I was so surrendered to like okay all my money is just going straight to loans I have no life like literally no life because I was already in that surrender I was like I might as well just like do this thing because I've like heard of people doing this of like spending no money on clothes for like a year or like two years or like whatever I was like I'm, I'm just gonna do that because I'm already in this I already can't buy like anything besides food so I'm gonna do this little other thing too where I just don't buy clothes so I did that that I thought it was gonna be one year I ended up being two years literally didn't buy it I bought two things at a thrift store because I had lost so much weight and so I didn't, I wasn't fitting into like my pants anymore. So like I had bought a few things at a thrift store, but that's it. And it just turned into two years. I'm like, dang, this, this journey is taking a little bit longer than I thought. <laughs> but I don't know, like for me, when I'm in like a season that I don't like, it's just better to just like make it almost even worse just to like motivate you. <laughs> 
Oh my God, I feel that so much. And I've been talking, this is a new concept to me, Cass, but I've been talking about this a little bit on stories since the turn of the new year, where I started these practices and also cleaned up my finances, did all this stuff, kind of same thing. Like, okay, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to like buy a new car and get my own place and like really like build from the ground up after being in New York and not saving any money for six years, let's just do it. And that came along with practices that I was so resistant to. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Do I want to do this? Or should I just say, fuck it and uh, just do whatever I want, like, quote unquote, want to do. Yeah. And I realized that just wasn't working. So I was like, okay, if this is going to suck, I'm going to do all of this stuff, like super clean. I'm going to like take care of my body. I'm going to go to bed really fucking early. I'm going to go to bed at like 10 PM. I'm going to get stronger, get more muscle, all this stuff. It's so, I don't. I want to explore this topic with you at another time. This idea of like, okay, if this is going to suck, but it's going to like add to my life, let's just do all the things that will suck, but like eventually add to my life. Right. Yeah. And I'm like an all in type of person. Like when I, when I'm committed to something, I'm like all in, like, I I don't do things like half-heartedly. So I'm just like, this is going to suck. I, it's going to motivate me more if I just like make this season, like kind of sucky, but like, like you said, like, you know, that you're doing the right thing and you know that you're building something like, you know, that you're, you're not going in circles. And that is, gives me so much peace. Mm -hmm. Like, I hate being in a place where you like, feel like you're going in circles, you know? So I'm like, I'll do anything to to feel like there's momentum happening in my life, you know, even if it sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. That's so cool. I, that's so inspiring. This, these are the lessons that I'm learning in my life currently right now, after having like such a bougie lifestyle with my business and being like, whatever, more, more money will come to me. I've had to like restart building from the ground up. And I think it's so inspiring for people to hear that sometimes it takes a slow build and just the old school way of saving everything and everyone has a different medicine right like some people who have been in scarcity mindset saving like crazy their whole lives they need to like chill out a little bit with money some of us it's just we have to go through this time where we're like things are some things are just gonna suck right now but I'm gonna put it all into my business and make it awesome in the end. And that that is something that you do find with a lot of people who have built their own businesses. They just went for it and they made a lot of sacrifices in order yes. to do that. I think you're sacrifices. such a great example of that. Yeah, sacrifices, totally. Okay, so now what does it look like? What does Cass and Jean Flower Company look like? What kind of events do you do? What does it look like to be running this business? Yeah, so currently um, I'm booking weddings and events. Um, I mostly, I'm booked up through this whole summer, mostly. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to like say no to stuff now because I want to like have a life outside of floral business. I haven't had that option. So even to like have that like quote unquote option feels like weird to me. I'm like, yeah, but so yeah, booking, weddings and events for this year and then I'm booking next year so 2023 as well yeah I have and then I grow a flower farm so um having the flower farm really helps like financially supplement in my wedding so like I try to do like 30 percent of the flowers from my garden 
And that helps me save so much money on costs. Cause I think people, that's the thing about being a florist is like, people think you're making a lot of money and cause you'll get like, you know, big checks for mm-hmm. your weddings, like $3,000, $5,000, like per floral budget. But like, they don't realize that like half of that goes towards the cost of the flowers. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And so if I can, that was kind of part of my strategy coming home was a lot of like strategy building of like how I can save money and all of that. And that allowed me to like really look at the resources around me. And one of the resources is that my uncles have a greenhouse and I have like a natural green thumb because I worked for them and it was like one of my first jobs ever. And um, so my uncles still have this greenhouse that they run and I, they let me utilize space in their greenhouse to start my seeds now through the winter. I haven't started yet, but I'll probably start. And I usually start early March and then I can get them in the ground. They're already like popped up and then I get them in the ground and they can start blooming right away, kind of like in June. So, um, I, yeah, I grow the flower farm alongside of doing my weddings and events. Um, I, my goal is to like do only like bigger weddings and bigger events or like bigger budgeted like my goal for like 2024 is to do like only over five thousand dollar budgets we'll see I don't know like West Michigan is like an interesting um I you know what I'm trying to say like interesting demographic or interesting financial ecosystem yeah financial ecosystem I guess because there's a lot of, everyone's very conservative, which is like not a bad thing, but so there's just like, you don't, there's not a lot of abundance of like people wanting to drop like a hundred or like 10 K on a wedding. You know, that's just like absurd for a lot of mindsets around here. Yeah. Um, but in Detroit, it's like kind of a different story or like Chicago up North, it's different. So yeah, we'll see. I, um, I think just doing well with the, with like the opportunities God gives me right now is like where I'm focused, you know, even if it's not where I want to be, but just doing the small things really well. But I do have, I am going in that like direction where I have like more of these larger budgets. Um, so that I'm really, really excited about. Um, but I also feel the sense of like, I don't know if I'm gonna, like, I really feel like my God needs to bring like a husband into the picture before I like really flourish with like bigger events. Cause it's like a lot of work and like, just even like liability things, like things that could go wrong. It's like that to have the, to have the protective like heart and spirit of like a husband in when I, when I am like taking on larger capacity things would be I think just needed and like needed for me personally. So we'll see. I, I, I feel like I'm heading in a good direction and I just want to do this season well. Um, and I also, yeah, I'm in the home stretch. Like I've told you a lot of paying off the rest of my student loans, which I have like 2000, a little over 2000 left to go. So amazing. When I met you, you had 4,000. I know. That's so well, I awesome. technically had less, but that was like the mindset I was in because I was still like yeah. I was like saving, but I hadn't like put it to the yeah, you get it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So 
first of all, so many questions, but first of all, you are mainly doing this through spiritual guidance. <laughs> yeah. A lot, like basically the, the common denominator is spiritual guidance. What yeah. about the financial skills, the budgeting skills? Have you always been like that? How did, was that also divinely guided? How did you, it takes some serious skills to budget coming yeah. from like, for me, I am not someone who has ever done that before. And now starting to do it, I'm like, oh my gosh, how did those skills come to you? I just, I just forced myself to be very disciplined because I was in such a sucky place. And my only way out of it was to be financially disciplined. Um, so even like with flowers and like doing weddings, like it's so easy to spend more on flowers because you're like, oh, but like you go to like the flower cooler for the week and you're like, oh my word, this really special flower is here. Like I need it, but it's like so expensive. And like, it's gonna make this wedding so much better. And like, there's times that I do, I like a lot of times that I do like spend more on flowers than I should. But in the very beginning, especially in the very beginning, I was so disciplined about like, okay, here's, here's how much money I got in. This is how much I am allowed to spend on flowers. I can only spend that much. And just, and then like, even like from the very beginning, like working at Harvest Health, like the $1,000 a month I was putting away towards, um, towards loans. I just knew that like being a steward of that was going to eventually like that, I don't know how to word this but I just I just felt like peace about like like being committed to that was like more it wasn't a small thing like in God's eyes and like all of these little disciplines was not a small thing you know you think it's like small you think it's like not really getting you anywhere anywhere but like God just continued to like share with me that like each time I do that it's like this giant miracle and it's like allowing his grace to come in in other ways as well and so there's been like God's grace meaning like things I did not earn like obviously like the putting things aside I'm doing that myself that is me like God is like please when I am working hard I'm doing that but then there's other things where he just will bless you or like I've had experiences in these journeys where it's like something comes and it had nothing to do with me like you know what I mean it was just like purely his grace um, so there's been like a lot of moments I feel like in that where God's been like I see you and I'm I'm like moving the mountains with you and for you um, but I didn't I don't know like I didn't get into like a ton of like listening to like um, financial podcasts or anything like that I just made it simple for myself where like if I do this for one year and make that my plan then next year we'll evaluate this thing and we'll do it we'll do this and I just tried not to like overcomplicate it I just tried to be obedient to like the one thing I was called to do even if it was just one thing um because I'm not good at finances and then the other kind of like layer of this conversation in that question is that my older sister is really good with numbers and organization and stuff like that so I have I asked her and like 
I don't even know when it was, but she's been helping me for, I think the last couple of years with like QuickBooks, like, and mm-hmm. helping me understand it. And she will like, she organizes a lot of it for me. We're, we're still kind of in this phase of like, she's teaching me along the way. Like, I want to be able to do it like myself, but like, I just can't, like, I just don't have the brain for it. So that's been like that word grace that I used earlier. Like that's been like a, okay, I am not even doing like, this is just God's grace because he knows that I can't do this. Like I physically, like, I don't know how to do this. I can't, like, I don't have the brain for it. And I'm, and I'm learning like as much as I can, but, um, she's been a huge help with just helping file my taxes and stuff like that. Um, kind of like the bare minimum of what you have to do to be a business owner. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's I, like, I have such a desire to grow in learning about finances and how to budget and how to build financially. Um, because yeah, I, I don't like the feeling of going in circles. I want to be like, I, I, this used to not be me at all, but like, I love now being like, like making a plan, like making plans financially, like looking at like, okay, how much do I think is going to come in this year? And then like having a plan of what, what are my goals for the year? Like, how do I want to spend that or save that or help or like put that back into my business? Like, what do I want to do with that? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't get too heavy into like listening to a million podcasts about it. I just did I just stewarded the small things well, I feel like, or I'm trying to. Yeah, I love that plan of keeping it simple. And yeah. it sounds like overall you were just like, okay, I'm not going to spend any money that I don't need to spend right now and be really careful about the purchases I am making, right? Yeah. And then also just like that sacrifice word of like, I didn't hang out with, like, I didn't, thankfully, like, I didn't really have a lot of friends in that time. So that was just like, made it a little bit easier, but I didn't do what everyone else was doing. You know, I was a 25 year old, you're on Instagram and everyone's like on vacation. Everybody is posting their highlight life. And I, for the first six months of coming back home, I I went off Instagram because I was just like, I, I know that I'm living in a different world than people right now. And I have to. Um, and so like, I just made a ton of sacrifice. Like, I, I can't tell you like the last like concert I've been to the last, like last year I went to Florida with a friend and that was like my first vacation. And I literally couldn't tell you, like, I literally couldn't tell you. So, um, I made a lot of sacrifices, didn't go places, didn't travel, didn't nothing. Like I tried to make like some, some of my weddings would be like out of town, like up north or whatever. And I tried to make little like experiences for myself out of it. And that gave me a lot of joy because it was like, I, and that's the other thing is like being on the journey I've been in, like the, like now, like things that normal people do <laughs> like concerts or whatever, like give me so much joy. I'm like, you don't understand like how full my heart is being here because I don't get this. This is not a small thing to me. Mm. So um, yeah, 
this year I'm excited because I actually am gonna or at least I've talked to a few of my friends of like like let's go to a couple concerts and like or let's go here on vacation even being able to have these conversations is like crazy to me but we'll see we'll see oh my gosh that's so cool it's a whole new outlook of gratitude I love how you you kind of sum that up uh, really well Cass just about the sacrifice that's needed first of all we rarely ever hear this I mean I'm going to talk about this now on this on stories on Instagram and um, probably in the intro to this episode, I don't need to spend a whole bunch of time talking about it right now, but we, we don't, it's, we get tricked into thinking that as business owners, we need to be like, this is great. I'm totally all powerful. I got this down. You all don't, my audience does not need to know about the shitty stuff that's happening behind the scenes. I got it. We're successful. We're doing well. We're making a lot of money and I'm living this awesome lifestyle. So when I say we, I mean, that was my understanding of what being a business owner means. And I think that's part of the American culture to do that. Like, oh, you will become successful if you just act that way. I've seen that actually happen to some people. They act successful and they, it kind of works for them. It didn't work for me. What's that? I've seen that too. Yeah. 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 There's like a a balance of that. Like, I mean, I feel like there's things in like my floral journey where I'm like, I don't know, like I've tapped into this, like, I feel like a very excellent, like floral designer and I'm just going to live in that, like where I feel like I am, even though I'm not there yet, like, like outwardly sometimes, even like, even like some of my, like first, I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it, but like, yeah, I've seen people be very successful in that, but there has to be a balance of like, okay, but what is your real life? Cause people are really more drawn to like, what your real life is, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's for sure my case. And, uh, I think if we're going to talk about how God sets things up for us, for me, I, uh, it was, my business was a roller coaster when I was like, let's do it. Like we're, we're only taking high ticket paying clients right now. And that's how it's going to be. And I'm going to take a huge long vacation and spend all of it because like more money will come to me. I've seen that work for for people. So I was like, I'm going to do that. God Mm -hmm. didn't set things up for me when things stopped getting set up for me when I had that attitude. So one of my lessons in life is to like, figure out how to start small. It goes back to my childhood and all that. But anyway, Cass, the way that you describe this is so cool because um, it reminds us that sacrifice is needed almost always, especially if you're starting your business from the ground up and you don't have this, like you don't have any kind of cushion, whatever the cushion is. And uh, it can build into something. It's not always going to be a struggle. We think that we think in black and white often in this society. So we think, oh, it's either going to be this super bougie thing. That's going to be amazing. And it works yeah. right away, or yeah. it's going to be a struggle forever. And that's yeah. never going to change. And you kind of break that stereotype, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. So 
what is one tip about how we can connect with God more? Because that's what, if you are willing to come back on this podcast, I would love to talk to you more about how you connect with God. I have a lot of people in my audience um, that are lacking clarity about how to respond to life, uh, likely because that's also my issue often lacking clarity. I didn't have this just like trust with God always, you know, I I'm building it like right now, but how can you speak on briefly how we can connect a little bit more to God, listen to what he's saying, be able to understand what he wants for us, uh, slash what our next step is. And, you know, we could substitute God with he, she, whatever universe, any of that. Uh, so that the higher power, what's your insight on that? Yeah. Oh, wow. I love this question. Such a good question. Um, I, like two things. I mean, I feel like I could speak on that for forever, but the two things that jumped out at me most in my head as you were asking me was to be your authentic self with God and to be real with God and to not that this took me forever. Like I said, it took until I was 20 or what, how old, however old I was in nursing school. So like 21, 22, I don't know when that, yeah, I think it was like 21, 22. And, um, when I got really real with God, like, (laughs) and I wasn't faking or hiding things from him, him anymore. And it was just like, I feel really shitty. And actually, I really don't like you, God, like you can tell him that, like, People forget that like you can be real with God. Like you can tell God you're fucking pissed at him. Do it. Wow. See what he see see how he how he responds. Be really real, God. So that's number one. Um, number two is to lean into relationships that God is bringing into your life when you are making that like decision of like God I want to know you more he's gonna bring people in your life who do know him and who have a relationship with him like God is such a God of relationship and that's what I found in my journey with God is like when I was seeking him like he would put the right people in my life like and it would be somebody that like knows God is following God and like who I would, I felt genuinely loved by and seen by. And, and it was just such an opportunity for me to, um, lean into that relationship and learn from them and ask questions. And so just like be on the lookout for someone who has a relationship with God that you, that you are inspired by, you know, Yeah. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. I I have a lot of people in this audience that talk to me about that, how to attract a different quality of person into their life that they feel emotionally safe with. And Mm -hmm. I find spiritual people that are emotionally aware to be those people that are, they've had their spiritual journey and um, they, like you say, they're really honest and upfront with their spiritual guidance. And I think if you're honest and upfront with your spiritual guidance, if you're honest, then you're on your healing path, like you say, yeah. because if you're doing shitty things to people, whatever that we, whatever we want to call shitty, you're not being honest with someone. 
<laughs> you or someone else or the higher power that you believe in. So that's really awesome advice. Okay. Cassie Winters, floral designer, owner, and operator of Cass and Jean Flower Co. Thank you so much for talking with me and allowing us to get to know you better and being here and sharing your time with us. We really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much, Emily. I love you so much. And I'm so honored that you asked me to be on your podcast. And yeah, I'm excited to see you at work soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love you. I hope you loved this episode. If the content that I put out into the world resonates with you, if it adds value to your life, please do me a big favor and help me share it with the rest of the world. Please help me share it with more people. That is really how you can support my work and how you can support my content. This is why I got into this industry, so I can tell more people about how we can change our lifestyle to change how we feel every single day. So if you love this content and you enjoy it, please help me by spreading the word that it exists, that my content exists. That would mean the world to me. Thank you so much for listening. If you are interested in one-to-one coaching, you can contact me via email or via Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening and the information on how to join my email tribe, how to join the Root Awakening commune, and how to grab my online communication course is all in the notes. I love you so much. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening.